wish maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from pop culture and deem how it failed. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And I th- that one was a lot more smooth than the others that I've struggled through. Uh, we're somewhere around 93 episodes and you finally got it. <laughs> Can't be that many. No, it's not at all. It's, it's closer to 40. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're watching Disney Marvels and Humans. So why do you keep saying Disney's Marvels and Humans? I don't know. Sky, you're just like all the people on the internet. Who uh, who blame Disney for the things that they don't like in Star Wars or Marvel? Uh, Disney's quite hands off when it comes to these studios. They just go, "Here's your money, make us millions," and then they do. It's it's worked quite well for them. Yeah. Don't blame Disney. I'm not blaming Disney. I'm just saying this that is, they own it. This is this is uh, just like it was Saban's Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but it it just it's Marvel's Inhumans, which is weird that they. Like, they put Marvels in front of things that could get confused, like the Avengers. <laughs> but not... There's no other the Inhumans. Like, it could just be in... I guess you have to put Marvels in front of it so people know it's Marvels, I guess. Yeah, because nobody knows what the folks, fuck the yeah. Inhumans are. I guess regular folks would be like, Inhumans, nope. And they still are. <laughs> yeah. Marvels Inhumans, nope. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm going to keep going. Uh, so previously... Some stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, Dogs got hit by ATVs. Crystals fell in love. Vets were jealous. <laughs> That's the only storyline I've paid attention to. Because <laughs> it's the best one. But some guy with a protrusion on his forehead confronted Tibor. Tibor the... just looks like a dad. He doesn't look like an inhuman. It's because he never displays powers of any sort. Yeah, he's just got a beard and dad hair. Uh, but he's on board with the... With the renegades, and then uh, Locust died suddenly with no real explained reason. Oh yeah, and also the most of the Inhuman Royal Family got back together. Yeah. The five members of the Inhuman Royal Family. Yeah. So, we open up, and Max is just strolling through the throne room like he'll do, without any guards, and the Royal Family shows up with Lockjaw, because they have a teleporting dog, and they're all wearing their official... Uh, licensed inhuman garb. That's how you know it's a dream, because they're all wearing regular people clothes yeah. in, on the earth. You would think that maybe Medusa would have her hair back, but that maybe was too much of a giveaway yeah. or too expensive. Yeah. I mean, I understand uh, maybe since this is Max's dream, him dreaming her with no hair because hmm. he shaved it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, maybe. I, but I eventually guess. Black Bolt uh, grabs him and shoves him against a, a wall. And looks like he's going to speak. And then Max wakes up in the throne room. Apparently just fell asleep in that super uncomfortable looking throne. I, that's how I felt at first. But then I realized there's nothing for him to do. He's literally just sitting there. <laughs> staring. I would doze off as well. Also, they, uh, they I guess, already destroyed the other sets like of apartments and things. So uh, they don't have anywhere for him to go sleep. He's not staying at Crystal's. Yeah. You just redress that apartment. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Shoot it from the other angle. Yeah. Uh, so we cut when we or we get the credits and we cut back and we are back in the barn where uh, the vet lady whose name is Audrey is telling Crystal that you should stop teleporting around with a dog because he needs rest. She says, what? "I know my dog. Fuck you." Where well, the goddamn dog just sleeps this entire show. Audrey's like, "You should treat your dog better," and then. She goes to take a picture of Crystal because she's a potential threat. She's going to report her because of uh, Captain America's Civil she, War. She saw something, so she's going to say something. 
She's going to Sokovia Accords her. Yeah. Um, Crystal does keep the tradition that Lock, or not Lock, uh, Black Bolt set forth that um, Inhumans are afraid of cameras. <laughs> and the tradition of this show where she destroys uh, Audrey's phone. Yeah. But uh, Audrey's like, I'm not afraid of you, which is not true, obviously, but whatever. <laughs> and then Dave uh, starts talking to her about her powers. Dave is the guy who hit oh, Lockjaw with an ATV. Also, special note, Audrey says, this isn't over. <laughs> she does. and that She says it as she's walking away. Yeah, that doesn't come back into play for a while, but <laughs> just remember that, Sky. You remember that. I'll try. It's not over. Okay. Dave is like, so you could make like, uh, what he, says, he says a water spout or... Uh, uh, fire or something. Something like a wildfire or a water spout. And Crystal's like, yeah, I guess. She should have said, I don't know what those are. Because she's from the moon, and they don't have weather there. But I mean, maybe they, they, they must do some sort of, like, human studies, right? I don't know. Human studies? I guess not, because, like, either you're uh, fucking royal, or you work in the mines. <laughs> There's no need for learning. Yeah, that's that's fair. Maybe you have to learn a little bit about farming, but, like, other than that, no. Nope. You don't, though, because you're Crystal. Yeah. All she has to do is listen to her pirated music. <laughs> Unless there's, like, is there, do you suppose there's, like, a K-pop group on the moon? Uh, maybe, like, if that's their inhuman power, yeah. Fair enough. Dave suggests that maybe she she use her powers to signal the other guys, and she's like, oh, I'll shoot some lightning in the air. That'll get their attention. And then he suggests that she not do that in his farm. So they, uh, they leave, leaving Lockjaw behind to rest. Uh, and, not, and not be on the screen. That's right. Well, he was in the barn the whole time also, so he wasn't on screen. So uh, we cut back to Black Bolt and company. They're trudging through the forest, and uh, they're ha- discussing how Karnak is broken still. So, so he can't help fix their problem. Because apparently he was their entire go-to plan, where it's Karnak will figure it out. I mean, I guess if you had him, use I, him. I guess that is his gift, but it, it puts a lot of pressure on him. No wonder he was such an asshole. But they're basically, they're deciding whether or not, to, or how to find Crystal and then go back to the moon and take it back over. I say, fuck it, just stay there, it's fine. It's way better on Hawaii. Like, go live on Dave's farm. <laughs> He's I pretty mean, chill about stuff. I mean, I guess these guys don't know that Well, not Dave's yet, alive but they'll find yet, him. But yeah, they'll figure it out. But Medusa says something about, like, I don't want to be my, our parents or something. And Black Bolt gives her a stink eye. <laughs> yeah, and then Louise uh, sciences with her cell phone. Yeah. And was able to determine that Crystal iPhone, teleported like... <laughs> teleported up there. And then, turns out, when they broke Locus's phone, Louise picked it up and fixed it. She was tinkering, Sky. Uh, when? She's, Never. They she's, had no time in between. She And she's been driving the car. Like, if if maybe someone else had been driving, I'd be like, oh, she's just in, like pushing <laughs> buttons and stuff. But no. Nah, she had it in her pocket. Uh, but it's Oren calling. Um... She doesn't immediately ask for Locus, or she just assumes that they have her phone. She's right, of course, but it's just a weird way to start that sentence. And then they have a discussion about meeting up because they're threatening to kill Declan. When Black Bolt maybe cares? Sky, we've already sat through this once. I don't think I can do it again. (laughs) I have to go. (laughs) This is exhausting. Yeah, it's starting the day right. So eventually Locus asks, or... Orin asks for Locust, but uh, she's dead. We don't know how, but she just dropped dead. 
And uh, and the acting's not good enough for us to tell how Aaron feels. Yeah, she's annoyed, but it seems more like she's annoyed that she lost a soldier than a friend. Maybe um, Locust had the pot, and she she's like, God, <laughs> fuck! That's why she's so fucking high-strung in this episode. <laughs> or every episode. So maybe they were in charge of the cartel that ran into Karnak? Um, probably not, but they they probably restocked, like they filled Locust's pockets with pot. <laughs> But uh, they go back to the, the sweet ride that uh, Louise stole, and Karnak says something to the effect of, I can't do the math in my head anymore, so I don't know how helpful I'll be. They're like, eh, whatever, it's fine. Why don't you go take on the heavily armored people who are trying to murder us while we go find my sister? Sounds good? Cool. These scenes take so long to play out. They sure do. So Gorgon and Karnak are going to go take on... Uh, the the strike team at Declan's laboratory, and Louise is going to drive the royal couple to go find her sister. They both sit in the back seat like she's their chauffeur. It's yeah, really rude. It's very rude. I mean, have Medusa set up there to navigate or something. I was gonna say Blackwell, but the fella doesn't talk, so doesn't matter. He can wave his hands around and <laughs> I guess you only need to point to direct. Yeah. Anyway, we jump back up to the moon, and uh, Bronage and his dad, Bird Hands. Um, are walking through one of the like three hallways to the murder garden. Bird Hands looks like uh, the guy from Perfect Strangers, like uh, Larry, <laughs> not Balky. <laughs> I'll be honest, I completely forgot that character's name. Balky's oh. the only one that mattered. I don't remember. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> I may have watched a compilation of '90s, uh, actually late '80s um, sitcoms. Uh, their theme songs the other day, ah. so I remembered a lot about. Perfect Strangers. That's fair. Takes place in Chicago, you know. I did not know that. Yeah. Max uh, selected these people last episode. They are from the mines, and they're going to be fighting for their freedom. He was all about abolishing the caste system, but apparently you have to pay with blood. Um, This guy, nothing is free. I guess. But he's sending them through um, Eldrak, the doorman, uh, to Earth to accompany uh, Auron as she hunts down Black Bolt and company. It looks like Brojan's dad is the only one with, like, a deformity. The rest of them just look like people. Yep. Which means they have some sort of power. Yeah, some sort of shitty power. That guy's carrying a lunchbox also. That Maybe guy's that's prepared. his power. Maybe he's got a lunchbox. <laughs> like, he came out of Terra Genesis and there's just a lunchbox attached to him. <laughs> and he's like, I'd keep your lunch cold or some beers. It's probably got a couple beers. In I it. keep the hot stuff hot. The cold stuff cold. You know how I do. He's, got a, he's it, got a beard also. His nickname's probably Igloo. <laughs> Thermos. Thermos. That's his name. Yeah, that's definitely an inhuman name, is Thermos. <laughs> but Tibor is there also with uh, the guy with the protrusion on his forehead. And they're like, hey, what if they bail on you? And uh, Max is just like, nah, the, those people love me. And we cut down to Earth where all of these uh, people who have been in the mines since they were 16 or whatever uh, finally get to see grass and air and sky. And they what are. What is it? They are understandably uh, pretty excited to not be under the ground. Yeah. And Oren's kind of just a cock to him, and she's like, hey, you're soldiers now. He's like, no, they were miners. They're still miners. They're just pretending to be soldiers. Yeah. They're just cannon. They're probably going to die. Yeah, they're definitely red shirts. And then uh, Tibor and uh, Wardy Vagina Face, uh, <laughs> they're having this conversation about overthrowing Black Bolt, like, 20 feet from the throne where he just wanders in. Tibor says the words, we have, or Maximus must die 20 feet from Maximus. 
I know he ain't got no powers, but he's got regular people hearing, and I'm sure he heard it. In they're in the giant echoey room. Of course they heard it. He was looking right at them. They were doing it in eyeline. And nothing looks more suspicious than when you turn your back on someone to whisper something to someone else. Right? Oh, Tibor. Uh, I hope this doesn't come back to bite you in the ass. I'm sure it won't. This is very well thought out plans that everyone has had. Dory, there's only a hundred more minutes of this episode. <laughs> and 70 more seconds of commercials. The fucking 70, commercials. 70 seconds of commercials every three minutes. Yeah, these breaks are the very frequent. I watch a lot of Hulu, and I feel like in The Inhumans, there's more commercials than any other. But I, I don't know why, because there's, what, us watching it? Yeah, that's and maybe the one person who's like, I'm going to watch along with Pop Culture Failure His podcast. name's James. <laughs> All right. You're I told ha- him before, d- you don't have to listen, bro, or you don't have to watch. You can just listen to us, man. Don't do it. It's fine. Yeah. Don't watch it. We've effectively watched, well, Sky's on his third go-around now yeah. of this episode. I'm on my second. This fucking burger from Applebee's is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Jake gets pretty unfocused when he's hungry. Uh, and annoyed especially when they're bored. pictures of hamburgers. You do love hamburgers. I just, Katie and I were just talking yesterday, and she always gets this like really yummy-looking apple salad from Wendy's, but I just lose all control <laughs> when there's a hamburger around. I'm like, fuck a salad, look at that! There's cheese on it. Yeah. Also, like salads are like twelve bucks, and you can get four hamburgers for a dollar. Yeah, it is a really good looking salad, though. I'd eat that if I wasn't surrounded by hamburgers. <laughs> All right, so you cut back, and Louise is just driving, and she finds a dead end because apparently the GPS isn't working, or she fucked up somehow. And Black Bolt exits the vehicle. Without... Oh, by the way, um, this island that they're on is six hundred square miles, and they want to find one person in a vague location on the northern part of the island. That's what is happening right now. Yeah. I looked up how big the island was. <laughs> He's doing that instead of paying attention. Yeah. So Medusa and Black Bolt have an argument. Uh, well, it's all one-sided, obviously, because one of them can't talk. Medusa's yelling at him, like, saying that you're becoming our parents, and you said you wouldn't do that. And Black Bolt's like... Word for word, that's what he said. Those are the sounds of his hands. That's right. Um, Except for when he punches it. (laughs) It's true. He did make a good slap. He wants to overthrow Max because he hurt Medusa, and she doesn't want to take it to that level. She wants to give him a quote-unquote fair trial. No one's on anybody's side anymore. We don't know what's happening. How is he going to get a fair trial? What are the trials like? What's going to happen? Is he going to go in a box? Is he going to get banished to Earth? Or is he just going to jettison him into space? Are trials a thing Like in their society? Is that something that needs to start being introduced i mean obviously at some point you have to start somewhere even in our society but especially in our society but like nothing has been established or makes sense a little bit of storytelling please but whatever it's fine uh louise picks this uh, she gets a ping on her gps again so they're off to go find crystal again and then we cut up to the moon and tibor is meeting up with max and he tells him to dismiss the guards and then he tells them about the plot that he's a part of to overthrow him and probably murder him. Um, and it's important to note that if you were to ask someone what Tibor wears, they would say robes, but he's straight up wearing a dress. <laughs> robes, like, have an opening or something. This is just like a tube with sleeves. It's a dress. Uh, I think that's called a Tabar. No, his name's Tibor. Okay. 
Tabor the Tibor. Yeah, you know, he's just wearing a dress. Like, it's like a dress with a, a jacket over the top of it. Yeah, kind of. No, not kind of. It touches the well, floor. It's a ball gown. <laughs> it's a full-length ball gown with a He's from the southern the part of the, the where where it's hot. He's, oh. he's a southern belle. He's Lord, a dandy. it is hot on the moon today. <laughs> Tibor, so wet so in this dress. <laughs> They, I mean, flowers. There's no way it's not real sweaty under what everyone is wearing on the moon. Well, it's, real, it's probably real cold like on the moon. Thick ass. They're constantly getting pelted with radiation because there's no atmosphere to protect them on the moon. <laughs> That's why some of them don't inhuman into power. Some of them inhuman into humans because there's so much radiation. <laughs> or maybe that's why some people have shitty powers or display no powers at all, even though they're on the genetic council like Tibor. Yes, his power is looking like a dad. <laughs> Uh, I came out of Terra Genesis with this minivan and some jokes. So, What's happening in the show, Scott? I, dude, I don't fucking know. It was Max so, being upset about not getting respect. Yeah. So Max flashes back to uh, training with Gorgon in fisticuffs while Karnak observes silently. It's kind of creepy, but whatevs. And like you pointed out earlier, they're just training in the throne room. Yep. There's no like dedicated... It seems like a weird place to be because... They've only got the two rooms. Shouldn't the king be on the throne there? He's in the toilet. <laughs> the other throne? Yeah. Like, I feel like the murder garden would be a better place for this. Or the Given gym. the theme for it. Like, there's gotta... Like, have... Wait, are you training all the guards and shit in there, too? One at a time. Careful. Don't bump into the statues. You break them. You bought them. Gorgon's trying to teach Max a thing to defend himself very justifiably where he's like hey we're not always going to be around to protect you from stuff i don't know what he thinks is going to happen like uh, they keep implying about like an enemy that has attacked them and they have had war and stuff before but they've been on the moon for a real long time i mean maybe they're just still upset about when the humans were dicks to them like six generations ago yeah all right fine i mean they've literally had no outside influence so it's just been this like percolating sort of constant in their in their uh, society. All but, this does is illustrate how little Max is and how any single person could just kill him with their bare hands. Yeah. Anyone on this podcast right now could pick <laughs> him up and just break his face. Could throw him to the moon. Because he's so little. <clears throat> Eventually, uh, Max gets fed up and he can't do the thing. And then Gorgon says, well, take, pick it up tomorrow. And then he speaks to Karnak. He's like, he's never going to get it. And then Max hits him in the back with a stick because he's a dick. Um, and then we cut back to... Cut back to the Earth, where uh, the the new recruits are in Declan's lab. Declan's still tied to a chair for reasons. Uh, Oren gives them some orders, and they're dismissed. Declan says to Oren that, I don't think you can keep he- healing yourself. I did a DNA test on you. Uh, your, what was it? Uh, her t- telomeres, telomeres are getting shorter. Yeah. And she, she keeps looking at the back of her hand like she's Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi after getting shot on the sail barge. Uh <laughs> on Tatooine. She does have a burn from when she was exploded still on her hand. But like Or he, she was just shot on a sail barge. I don't we didn't see that happen, but it may We have. did not see that happen. It's true. It is it is a Disney property. There might be some crossover. Um but like he he's making this huge leap based on nothing. Like this he guy, has one sample of her blood. He's a scientist. You're only a pseudoscientist. <laughs> you can't make a a judgment based on one sample. That's just what it looks like. You need to have something before she had, got burned to death and he, then after she healed herself. He had the DNA of old Snake Face, and he had the DNA of Boltagon, and... Uh, and Sammy. And Sammy Hot Hands. So he knows what uh, inhuman DNA looks like. 
Oh, plus all those. Uh, remember all those the dead ones in that catalog? Yeah, the the Tinder of Inhumans. He had all those, <laughs> so he he knows their telomeres are, are uh, you know getting Shortening. shorter. But he has it's he has nothing to compare against. Is telomere a real thing? Or... It is. Oh, okay. But like, uh, see, that's why I, you're my pseudoscientist because it's. A I know just thing. enough to com- <laughs> to confirm stuff. Just scream at this, and I'm like, when's that yeah. dog coming back? <laughs> it's fair. I miss the dog too. Because we cut over to uh, Dave and Crystal, who are on some sort of outlook. They ran the whole way there. They could have just teleported with their dog. No, he. They got in the truck earlier. Oh. Um. They. They probably parked and then walked over here. I think. That could be. Either way, they got a teleporting dog. Well, he had to sleep though. No, he didn't. It's, that's what the vet said. They don't listen to her though. I, that's true. But in this exchange, she's like, the only rational person in the show. Crystal's all like. This is real pretty. Um, have you ever been anywhere else? So this man has lived on this island on this Midwest farm in Hawaii his entire life. Yes. I find I, it just seems weird. Yeah. He also asks Crystal to go on a trip with him, which seems fast. They've known each other for 12 to 24 hours. Yeah, but she's hot. I guess he did attempt to coax her into the ocean earlier also. She went, didn't she? No, she just hung out on the beach. Oh. Um, but Crystal starts doing some lightning magic, and we cut over to Louise, who has lost their track again. No, she she says it's somewhere in this vicinity, but it oh, could it's two be. miles in any direction. Yeah, which is a pretty broad spectrum. Yeah. Uh, then some lightning flashes happen, and they keep talking and yeah. ignoring it. Yep. Uh, Black Bolt says that he's afraid of humans. He doesn't say it so much as point at uh, Louise, and she has to infer. <laughs> yeah, she does make that leap, but it, nobody says no. So, what am I to believe? I mean, I think that's it. That's why they left, right? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They're just sitting in the car, and they look around in the direction the car can't possibly go, and then uh, they notice more lightning, so they go there. Well, Sky, I, I mean, obviously the car can't drive through the forest, <laughs> but they can go that direction. You just find the next road and turn that way. Yeah, but it's Hawaii. Who knows what the, their roads are like? That's a exactly lot of them are what, based on mountains and stuff. That's exactly what someone from Hawaii would say about Illinois. They're like, who the fuck knows what it's like there, all those cornfields. That's true. It's mostly a grid system, except for when it's not. Right. That's and we know that, because we live here. I took a grid system to get here. <laughs> it's almost a straight line with a few curves. Because <laughs> yeah. grids. Yeah. So, we cut back to the moon. Max is walking with Bronage. He's the guy that we keep calling Ulysses. Um, I don't even think it's Bronage. Well, they pronounce it differently all of a sudden in this episode. I think they pronounce it differently in every episode. Uh, it could be. And then uh, we pronounce it differently from that. Well, I, Look, I learned Bronage. What do you want from me? Uh, but he's talking to him. He's asking him about visions and stuff. And then he grabs his wrist, sending him into an uh, epileptic fit. And he's like, tell me what you saw! Give him a sec, man. This isn't, like, an exact thing for him. I saw you and Tibor talking. What were we talking about? Dude, I don't know. Stuff. Were we happy or angry? Happy, I guess? This is actually the the most literal vision he's had so far. (laughs) So I don't know why he's, like, trying to pry more out of him. Like, before it was like, there are snakes. Watch out. The snakes pinned you to a wall. He had to figure out what snakes meant. This time he's like, I saw you guys talking. (laughs) Yeah. What does talking mean? Probably kissing. <laughs> we'll find out later that he did leave an integral piece out of this conversation. That it is kissing. 
Maybe. Max is relatively satisfied with the information he gleaned from this stupid vision. And then he tells Bronage that, hey, your dad's a soldier now instead of a slave in the mines. I'm still not going to overthrow that caste system yet, though. Yeah, are they... I mean, are there still people working in the mines right now? I think so. And they gotta get Terrigen Crystals somehow. They don't, though. Like, they could just stop doing Terrigenesis. But then how would people have shitty powers? Well, you don't need the... If you're overthrowing the caste system, you don't need the Terrigen to separate everybody. I guess that's true. I mean, then you could just, like, hey, if you want powers, you can go dig one yourself. And that seems more fair to me. Or just pay people to do it. Well, I... Do they have currency? Max has currency, apparently. But it's Earth currency. Or space diamonds. Who the fuck knows? It's hard to say. I don't know. Eventually, Max sits on his throne and dismisses Bronash. I mean... I got a, lost. He's a, an inhuman who became a human, so maybe part of becoming a white human is just having a credit score. <laughs> maybe. Uh, you got the full compliment of being a white male. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so we cut back to Earth. And Gorgon and Karnak are walking towards Declan's makeshift lab. This lab is very confusing. Because it's got a lot of shipping containers in the front and like a tiny little house. And yeah, it's garbagey. But it's a huge warehouse on the inside. And like, I feel like every time we see it, we see it from a different angle. So it's like, it looks different. Yeah, and it's probably real cold in there because they blew up the, blew up the propane tank earlier. That's true. Uh, but also it's Hawaii. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. Well, it's nighttime. It's probably chilly in there. Yeah. But uh, they probably can't cook anything on the stove. That is certain. No hot water either, so no showers, so everybody probably stinks. Um, Karnak is like, I don't know what to do because I can't see the flaw. Oron could be in any of those windows with a gun. Gorgon's just like, well, they don't know that you're broken on the inside of your head, so they're going to expect you to know what the outcome of whatever, so why don't you just walk straight there? And that's not a terrible plan. Right? Except for the part where, you know, they could just shoot him in the face. Yeah. And they are... He, Karnak's pretty lucky that uh, Auron assumes that she... He wants her to shoot him. Yeah. But whatever. Plot contrivance. It's fine. Okay, you're getting ahead of yourself, though, because this takes way too long. Well, yeah. Um, Gorgon... He scampers he, he, away. He crouch runs over to an electrical box, which they must have on the moon... Uh, yeah, because he knows exactly what to do. Yeah, he just pops it right open and rips out some wires and doesn't electrocute himself. So he has a pretty solid understanding of how Earth electrical systems work. I mean, I guess they have electricity on the moon. How many ways are there to do it? I don't know. I assumed it was an inhuman that's powering everything. Oh, yeah, there's probably just a guy like just holding some wires in a room <laughs> and the electricity's flowing out of his butt or something. Right. Uh, so the lights go out. And Flora is watching the window, and she calls Oren Sky learned over. so many names for this episode. <laughs> While Mortis watches Declan as Declan is strapped to a chair. Dude's not going anywhere. It's fine. He is, he's a regular-ass human. You don't need... He, whatever, it's fine. He's a science human, too. They're notoriously Yeah, slow. but he's not even attempting to escape, and has made no attempts to escape. Uh, but Karnak just strolls up to the door, looking menacing, while mumbling to himself please don't shoot me please don't shoot me and then Aaron's just like eh he probably wants me to do that so i'm not gonna do it and like any good sniper Aaron is visible through the window yep and then she breaks eyeline with him so she loses sight of where he's going you know responsibly but then uh daddy bronage bird hands uh, like two people just disappeared yeah so 
he walks past them and Karnak makes them disappear, I guess? Apparently he's still a ninja even without his powers. That's why he trains Sky. Gorgon trained him or something. I don't know what's happening. But Karnak um, sees Sammy Hot Hands and uh, lures Flora somewhere. Or is that is that Oren? Uh, yeah. No, that's no. Flora. He uh, sneaks up behind Flora. <laughs> they look and, kind of the same. Especially in the dark. Uh, and he punches her in the diaphragm, and she just passes out. She's made of plants. <laughs> I don't think she is. Well, he might have done that sleepy trick on her that he did on the others. We just didn't see it. I guess that's possible. It's unclear, though. So he starts talking to Mortis, who went to investigate the noises. And Mortis says uh, a bunch of stuff. Mostly he's taunting Karnak, saying, uh, You like to tell your opponents that how you're going to defeat him. So do that now. Show me your genius. And Karnak uh, spins a yarn about uh, Mortis's pterogenesis. Yeah, because apparently he came out of pterogenesis, like, exploding. Yeah, his laser face was immediate, just like Cyclops. Um, or Chamber. But Karnak tells him that the genetic council wanted to kill him immediately. Uh, but he didn't. He wanted to give him a chance. And apparently what had happened was they welded this metal mask to his face and then threw him in a box... I don't know, since he was 14 or 16 or however you're old you have to be when you get pterogenesis. I can't imagine why he went mad. Yeah, that's super weird. Why would he have ill feelings towards the royal family? Also, how does he eat? He's got no face. Uh, through his butt. Pretty aimed on butt stuff, this, t- this podcast, Jake. Well, it's really early in the day, you know. <laughs> butt stuff's on the mind. <laughs> yeah. uh, but eventually, uh, after getting him talking... Karnak pops out behind him and uh, does like a chokehold and knocks him out. And then they just leave him on the fucking floor. They don't bother tying him up or anything. Uh, instead, they untie Sammy Hot Hands. Sammy's more important than Mortis. This, you know, this fellow we don't know. Who, at the moment, we don't even know is an inhuman. Just some fucking guy. We cut back and Gorgon is untying Sammy. They tied him up with a, a very long extension cord. Looks like a rubber hose. <laughs> that could be also can't melt this can you <laughs> you should have been able to sammy makes sure that black bolt and medusa are okay that's pretty sweet of him and this is possibly the series wrap on sammy <laughs> he's excited to meet other inhumans even though he met other inhumans previously but he's like tell him thanks and then he dips uh yeah get away from them sammy because your powers aren't good enough to not be in the mines <laughs> uh, in fact they would probably be explicitly great at mining yeah but, uh, like, he escapes, and it's just, like, I don't think he's going to get out because he's so slow-moving, and it, I doubt he's just not as graceful fella. But it's fine. I mean... We're not going to see him again. It's luck- luckily, these guys are distracting everyone else. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's that's uh, his advantage, and his only advantage. Yeah. And then Karnak says that when Mortis came out of the thing, it was him that wanted to kill Mortis right away, but then doesn't finish the job just then. Uh, we cut over... Like, Gorgon and Karnak split, and then Karnak pops up next to Birdhand's Bronage dad. Loyalist. Loyalist? That makes sense. That's loyalist. (laughs) Like Legolas, but different. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're Bronage's dad. And then he nerve pinches him until he passes out. Good thing that level 8 strength means anything. And then uh, Gorgon confronts Orin. She's holding a gun on Declan for some reason. Oh, we forgot, um... When Karnak says, but Arn has a gun. Oh. <laughs> and Gorgon goes, but I have hooves. He sure does. Even though he has his boots on. Yeah. They don't even have hooves. So we get to see that fight. We get to see what wins. 
And wouldn't you know it, fucking hooves. Uh, that gun totally could have won. She just didn't pull the goddamn trigger. Yeah, there, she had so much time to shoot him, and she didn't. Maybe she's out of space bullets or something. That would explain why she didn't shoot Karnak either. Yeah. The first thing that happens is uh, Gorgon kicks her into the air, and then she uses that momentum to spin around and punch him in the face. And it's actually kind of neat. Yeah, this fight would be neater, though, if it wasn't so many quick cuts in the dark. But Gorgon wins, and then Karnak finds Declan and unties him. Declan's like, hey, Max paid for all of this. Karnak asks him how he knows Max, and then the, we don't get the answer. Yep. Instead, we code over to the Outlook. Dan and Dave, Dave and Crystal <laughs> are having this romantic comedy moment where they're looking into each other's eyes and leaning on a railing over the, uh, the skyline be, of Oahu. It could be a regular romance guy. It doesn't have to be a romantic comedy. I guess. Don't shrug your shoulders. They can't hear that. That's why I said, I guess. Yeah, but I had already started saying what I said before you said. That's fair. And then Dave sneaks a kiss because he's a cock. Well, he tries to, and then she stops him. Well, no. she doesn't stop him. She just remembers something else, but then he totally does do it because that's well, yeah. when Medusa walks up. Oh, he also calls her a god of thunder. I mean, she is like the god of thunder. She brought down lightning. Yeah. Just like Thor does. But she also started fires and froze a thing. Just like Thor does, I guess. Well, maybe. I don't know, but they do some smooching, and Medusa, Black Bolt, and Louise walk up. And I feel like she should have noticed them walking forward. <laughs> but whatever, it's fine. This guy, there's a lot of should-have-noticed things in this. Yeah. And Medusa's like, oh, I see that you made a friend. A human friend. It's like, oh, pretty racist. Yeah, it's, this is why you got kicked off the planet, you bitch. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's just defensive of her little sister. But also... You know, bringing someone's species into, into question, not great. Also, that human behind you, Louise, helped you the fuck out of you. Like That's true. You'd just be wandering around in your purple dress. Or, no, you, I suppose you stole all that shit on your own. Yeah. Uh, Do you think those people came home yet and they're like, Do we have a big roll of money and some soup in here? <laughs> What's this purple dress? Is this mine? Is this? Are you cheating on me? <laughs> Etc. Yeah, they do introduce Louise as their human friend as well. And... Uh, Jake and I read into it, there is some subtlety of maybe they are also wanting to make out with Louise, but they just haven't had the moment to ask. Where they're scared because they've never kissed a human before. That's right. So we cut back to Declan's lab, and Mortis is waking up as they're finally tying him. It seems like Karnak wakes him up by just lightly touching his neck. <laughs> That's the on button. Oh. Um, and Mortis doesn't want to go back to the moon because he doesn't want to go back in a fucking box, which is understandable. Yeah. And his plan is to kill them all or himself. I don't super know because Gorgon just grabs him in like a bear hug and stomps the ground real hard so that the building caves in. Yeah. I don't, that's all on you, buddy. Yeah. Like, you could have just snapped his neck and it would have been fine. Yeah. Probably. I don't know how his laser face works, but when his, when he was unconscious, the eyes went out. So I assume it would end. Yeah. Just, you, I don't... You had plenty of time to do something about it. They're gonna blame this mess on fucking Mortis, but it was entirely Gorgon's fault. Yeah, and also, like, you could have bound his hands better. He was able to reach up and touch his fucking mask. You could have done something better. Does he open his mask? He lifts it a little, and then Gorgon bear hugs him. Oh, okay. But the building comes down because solely because of Gorgon's stomping, right? That's what I believe. Okay, yes. me too. Because I just want to make sure we're he stomps the ground real hard, and then yeah. like the ground cracks, and then everything just collapses inward. The f 
you know what? It's the builders, really. I mean, it seems to be a tent within a building. I don't understand what <laughs> even... That's a good point. I I got nothing. Meanwhile... So they drive back to the barn. The, uh, the, the, <laughs> the subtitles are very thorough. They sure are. They're more thorough than the show. <laughs> Crystal is very excited to see Lockjaw, and I, I really buy it. Like, the expressions on her face. She's super excited to see a dog, and I get that from her. I know. You'll notice by the n- lack of jingling in the background, there's no dog here during this one. <laughs> He's at home pooping in my house. <laughs> Yay! Most of the Inhumans now have their teleporting dog, and Louise is like, I can't wait to go to the moon. Pretty much with that inflection. Yeah. And then the cops roll up. It's very presumptuous of her. I, at no point did Medusa promise her the moon, right? I don't think so. Or maybe she did. I don't fucking remember. But, uh... Have they forgotten about Trident? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Completely. Apparently Audrey had called the cops because there were aliens and she's worried about infections or dangers, which is a pretty rational thing when you got people from the moon and a giant-ass dog. Uh, and the I, police... I don't think she's worried about infections. I think that's a logical thing you brought up that she should be worried about. The I'm projecting not... on her. Yeah, the show's not that smart. Uh, Medusa's like, so Louise, we're leaving you behind. Hope that's cool. She doesn't even really say thanks, but she's like, sorry, you can't come. And they don't even kiss. Like, they really should have. But then Black Bolt kisses the dog. (laughs) Lockjaw and Black Bolt have a moment where he's bending down, staring directly into his eyes. I assumed he was signing at him, we just didn't see it. No, he was leaning on his hands, and then he touches the tuning fork marking on his forehead, and then disappear. And then the cops are 100% in on the alien dog. Yeah, I want to see that. (laughs) Again, though, I mean, they live in a world where they watch aliens come out of the sky. True. In New York, so. Yeah. And they open the barn, and it's just Louise in there because the dog teleported everybody else away. And she says, oh, this crazy lady locked me in here. Oh, okay. Uh, This is Dave's property? And the cops have no follow-up questions. And then they leave. (laughs) Also, I mean, Dave just came from inside of there, so she clearly wasn't locked in there. Yeah. They have no questions. Everything's fine. I thought the cops had nothing to do here. We should be investigating the crap out of this. Do you think Dave and Louise bone down? I don't see why they wouldn't. She's fucking stressed. She stole a car. (laughs) Yeah, they have no questions about that either. Like, hey, I think the car was stolen. Well, to be fair, I mean, if they're on a completely different part of the island now, maybe they're not. Are they? I mean, mean, maybe these cops aren't looking for that specific car. Sure, but maybe... That's a pretty distinctive car, though. It matches a description, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah. Maybe they just didn't get it yet. Whatever. These cops suck. Yeah, I mean, maybe the person doesn't know their car is stolen yet and hasn't reported it. I have no idea how much time it's been since she stole that car, so maybe... I don't know how much time it's been since I got to your house. (laughs) But we cut back over to Declan's lab, and Karnak has located Gorgon's body. Um, Black Bolt goes in and finds the mask of... uh, of Laserface, Mortis. Mortis. His body, Mortis is gone, or at least they don't bother looking for it, which seems like a poor choice on their part, but they get Gorgon out. Well, his mask is off, so he should be pretty easy to find if he's alive. <laughs> Fair point. And they have a sad moment over Gorgon's corpse. I just hope they don't bury him in his boots. Yeah, that would really suck for him. And the dog comes over to smell his feet. Dogs are sad when people die. Science. Dog Biological science. science. What'd you say? Biological science. Oh, yeah. That's the same as dog science. We didn't miss anything. So we cut, like, after the commercials, we cut back, and the people that are planning to overthrow 
Maximus are just walking down the stairs into the, the, the twins' room. The least threatening group of people I've ever seen. Yeah, we've got... Wordy vagina face. And a bunch of other people with no displayable powers. They all just got knives. Nobody's got a fucking gun. Real or flimsy looking knives. Real flimsy. And Tibor's there. Apparently Max off screen figured all of this out and lured them all there. And then he just cuts uh, Tibor's throat. Real gentle like. Like that, that wound should not have killed him. He didn't cut into the windpipe. He just vaguely scratched the skin and made him bleed. But yeah. he falls down dead. It's fine. Max was just holding his knife, apparently. <laughs> Max is so little. Just shove him. <laughs> you probably have powers of some sort. But he doesn't do them. Nobody does anything. And then the hooded white hooded figures in the pool, who they call the twins, are just sitting there through the whole thing because creepy future stuff or whatever. And then the other members of the, the, the coup are let off to be murdered or something. I don't fucking know. Those people in those white hoods probably didn't get paid very much because they don't say anything. Those are probably mannequins, honestly. And, like, n- nobody says anything. Nobody gets named in that uprising. And then it's over in one episode. Well, it's because it's not about their coup. It's about Max's coup. I guess. And then Max confronts uh, Bronage. He's like, hey... Did this fella have a knife when you had that vision? And he's like, I, I don't, yes, maybe, I don't know. My visions aren't very distinctive. It was a knife, but it's also a metaphor, so it could have just been a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. And then Max has this mental breakdown, and then he touches Tibor's blood, and then puts it on Bronage's face. Bronage is three feet taller than Max. <laughs> he should just shove him. Especially now, like, the guards took everyone else away. Snap his neck, be a hero. Become the king you were meant to be, Bronjenj. <laughs> Brony. And then Max makes him say, long live King Maximus, with this look of horrifying desperation in his face. Right. Max is probably the best actor, because um, he just looks crazy the whole yeah, time. He really... It's really compelling. Look how little he is. He's a very small man. He's so teensy. A teenage boy just could crush him. Just punch him into the ground. And then we cut for more commercials, but I'm pretty sure that we're not... There's no more show after it. But it's hard to say. So we always have to watch that last set of commercials, just in case we've forgotten. Yep. Fuck you, Hulu. Fuck you for doing that. Today's episode sponsored by Hulu. <laughs> By, you know, real talk. If Hulu, you want to sponsor us, I know you're listening. Who wants to, who wants to sponsor us, Sky? Do you think, uh, maybe Blue Aprons or, <laughs> um, perhaps uh, Squarespace, maybe Casper's look, mattress. Look, anybody who wants to give me money uh, is, I am ready to accept that, and then I'll read whatever it is you want me to read. Yeah, and he'll lie to me about how much money we get, and he'll give me a weirdly smaller portion. And then I'll find out, like, several years from now, and then the podcast will be over. And I'll start my own podcast, and it will never be quite as successful as this podcast. Yeah. That's exactly the plan. <laughs> Yay! Do you want to wait it out, or do you just want to move into the <laughs> closing Well, we thing? better wait, just in case. You can I'm pretty sure. It. You're not doing anything the rest of the day. Fucking oh, it did. we damn it! We, uh, they did it again! They fucked us again. So, that's the episode. <laughs> of Marvel's Inhumans. Yay, sort of. So, Jake. What? What would you say is the most turtle-rific part? Uh... This is just a test. If this was an actual emergency. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't know. Nothing was particularly turtlerific. I mean, I liked the veterinarian's eventual betrayal. <laughs> she's looking out for the rest of the world. Is she? Yes. I mean, she's following the law. I she, she know, saw something and she said she's something. aware of the Sokovia Accords. So I I do. That's the most turtlerific part is the reference to the Sokovia Accords and Captain America: Civil War. Yay! That's that's what I've decided just now. Okay. Do you want me to say Sokovia Accords one more Could time? Could you? Sokovia Accords. Thank you. Woo. What was the most turtle riff? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, we got to see Crystal do something with her powers. That's true. She thored it up. Yeah, she blew up a phone and she called down some lightning. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And the dog was in it a little bit. Yeah, he was in it more than any other episode, I think. <laughs> or as much as any other episode, at least. Yeah, I think he was in it the most in the first episode when they still had budget to work with. So that IMAX money. Yeah. I don't know. There wasn't much else. I got to see Eldrak. That's pretty cool. Is he going to be... Who love is that your, door, man. Is he going to be who is your best a character? <laughs> no, but who was the most likable character? Oh, fuck. Most likable? In this episode, it, it might have been Crystal, I think. Not Sammy Hothands? N- nah. Also, Not I mean, I could, just, dead. I could just say Louise again, because I was like Louise the best. Yeah. But Chris, Crystal did some things. Some lightning things, and she had a dog that she yeah. likes. You answered the same question, Sky. Everyone's so unlikable. That's why it's such a shitty question in this show. It makes you think about what you actually liked about it, though. I liked you uh, the best, Sky. God, I don't like Dave at all. Crystal was pretty good. Louise is good. And there was uh, that cop who just wanted to see an alien dog. Yeah, let's give it to, <laughs> to Officer Dog Fancy. <laughs> dog. He did. He fancied a dog. Yeah, let me see that dog. And you know what? He had the roughest go because he didn't get to see a giant dog. That's true. And it was right there. He just missed it. That sucks for him. Poor guy so, had a rough day. He had a rough go of it. Maybe he... You know what? The cop used to be on the canine unit and then his dog died. Oh, and no. he just wanted to see another awesome dog. How did his so, dog die, Sky? Uh, unrelated to the work. Okay. He got in a car accident. <laughs> yeah. So, the off- officer uh, dog liker. It's the best character. Uh, what's the name of next week? Havoc <laughs> in the Hidden Land. I don't know. That's just what the it's Hidden called. Land. Havoc in the Hidden Land. That is a terrible name. It, um, I also have it pulled up on the giant ass TV I have. I don't know why I just didn't scroll down. I don't, I, I made sure to remember it though. Um, it is Havoc in the Hidden Land. You're correct. <laughs> what? You had to check. You didn't believe me. No, I believed you. I just uh, was saying that aloud. The royal family returns to Adeline. Hey, I said it right. Thank God. It's because I taught I, you how to do it. That's right. I only need that skill for one more episode. <laughs> or two more episodes. And the next time you talk about the Inhumans, like... That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's fine. I know. Uh, I'll just say the, a place on the moon if I need to. The royal family returns to Adeline and comes face to face with Maximus. Can a truce be reached or is an all-out war inevitable? I mean, there's not enough of them for an all-out war. It's like it's just a slap fight well, between Well, it seems that four. there's only like 40 people total... Yeah, and there are only four royal and humans, yeah. so... And, like, I don't know, between 10 and, like, 16 members of the population have been murdered so far in this show. Yeah. So who the fuck knows? Will they ever address Trident again? Maybe. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> what would you... What do you expect to happen when they meet up with Max? Uh, probably not a whole lot of anything in the next episode, and then in the last episode... Probably Black Bolt screams at him. You think? Yeah, and then he melts. Um, actually, that probably isn't going to happen because 
I was reading the Wikipedia and they had plans for three more seasons or three <laughs> seasons total. But that's not gonna happen. No, it's not. Oh, I... here's what's probably gonna happen is Louise is gonna come and take over and she's gonna be king. God, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Then she can drop her she's, dad's ashes on the moon like she's she wanted reasonable. to. Reasonable. Yeah. So that'll be next week. Uh, you can follow us uh, at Failed Pop Culture with no e at the end on Twitter. If you want to see, if you if you want to know when Sky posts the episode, that's the place to know it. Yeah, I should probably use it more, but I forget. <laughs> I don't use my own Twitter that much either, so I apologize for that. You can follow. Speaking of which, you can follow me at Sandwich Surplus, and I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And you can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail dot com if you want to send us a thing. That'd be cool. Like a picture of uh, like you drew of Sky. Yeah, or like a, a dog that you like. Just send pictures of dogs to us on our, tw- our twitters and our. Um, gmails that'd be cool too uh you can also rate and review on itunes or whatever podcatcher you like to use we're also on Podknife and stitcher and you know all of the ones that you can do podcast stuff on. all of them sky i don't know the ones that matter oh okay if there's a thing you want us to be on tell me and i'll put us there me also how did you hear this if you're not finding <laughs> it there i only listen to podcasts on the radio i can't find you <laughs> It's a very arduous journey you must have taken to get here then. <laughs> uh, but in any event, uh, thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week with more Inhumans. With Havoc in the Hidden Land. I'm sure it's going to be the turning point and everything's going to be great in this episode. The Hidden Land is uh, Adeline, right? I moon? assume so. It or it's Atlantis and we're going super or, weird with it. Or it's that Hawaiian island that I'm aware of, so it's not hidden. <laughs> Or maybe it's a secret Hawaiian island? Hard to say. Hard to say. Okay, bye. Yeah. (laughs) I'm only human. After all, don't put the blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. I'm only human. I do what I can. I'm just a man. I do what I can. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me.